Going to be wet tomorrow, too. Today, I should say. Bed. Going to take the chill off the sheets. You do look tired, dear John.
Thank you, the Beacon. You might have engaged the venerable Master Diamond to carry out the commission. But Master Diamond, I fear, is so young. It is easy to swear an artist must have experienced the joys and sorrows of life to execute a likeness to a mother and all. Then pray, how in God's sweet land could the venerable Diamond have painted? Is it not the strangest thing imaginable that such as he should be termed venerable? Is it an appendage applied only to persons of age, perhaps? How <laughs> oh, very my hand, to stand before a painting of myself. You don't come down to the dance, Bob. I said to myself about the fierce Western money and how the part of our land. I, I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, you're sir. I beg your pardon, Miss Nelson, but who should I be? No. These wounds are dressed as a perfect delight. Now I have come to the ball in the disguise of a Western. I swear there shall be no more, and Papa shall be delighted. The air was full of sounds. The place where I stood was the same, and yet it was not the same. New smells assailed my nostrils, and a new feel about, about the very air that surrounded me. And before me, coming down from the picture it seemed, come into life was... There aren't any words. If I say beautiful, delightful, exquisite, lovely, divine, every term I've ever heard to describe a woman would be an insult to her. No thesaurus contains a word that would do her justice. She was the girl in the painting. Her name was Annabelle. And she stood before me. And I saw her in candlelight mingled with moonlight that streamed through the window directly behind her. She was fair, and her hair reached to her waist. It was made in a style unfamiliar to me then. She wore a ball gown of a shade of blue I'd never seen before and never had since, but this may have been the effect of the moonlight. I don't know. I lifted the candle higher, and the burning wax dropped onto my cuff and my wrist, but I felt nothing. Thank you. 
name's David. This is your house? <laughs> Why do you laugh? Oh, this is my father's house. I quit our house there. Do not just so I told you. Thou art the American who should be the best for the Christmas tide. But I cannot know about it either. Let's take that in for me. No, I, I, I'm not the American. Not American. Then, Annabelle. David. Sit down. Come in from Freshwater. Christmas. It's Christmas time. Yes. Christmas, 1737, by the grace of God. Another time. Before his life. I love you, 
love, Quixote. But it's love the stranger. Tell me quickly. There isn't much time. I love thee. Oh, I do not know thee. My heart is full of love. But I fear greatly. Why should I fear, baby? I love the storm that caused the storm. I love to watch. I mean, it was a storm that, that brought us together. A storm? And I'm afraid the storm will... Annabelle, your dream, this dream. Do you know who he was? The stranger? Who no, he? Yes, but where he... Where I came from, do you know? Can you guess? I think I'm from another land. I speak... Another land? I, I come from no more than a few feet away, but... Life of mine, I have waited for you, gentle lover. I shall have to inform the private from another far country. No, 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 you must tell him nothing, because you see, you must understand. For the whole of my life, I have waited for him to travel the seas and walk the island far. I knew that I didn't have more than a few more minutes with her. I couldn't help to explain to her what I thought had happened, because what had happened was impossible. I heard the approaching storm. The sky was illuminated by brilliant flashes of ancient lightning. And by these flashes, I saw her lovely face. And by every stab of light, her face grew lovelier. This is what you think, David. Upon Christmas, the new world could depend on us to the morning sun. Yes, now it's summer. I'm cool, Sarge. Winter is a thing. And the snow upon the field and the grass in it. I want to see the snow. And by successive flashes of lightning, now I saw the fields around Benbridge and the cliffs and the bay. It was a strange, white, beautiful, empty world I looked upon. A world I've known for since, oh, so many times. A world in which a man might walk and run with his beloved for hours, for days, and never lose a single soul other than his heart's delight. A world unpolluted. A world of beauty, of poetry. My world. But I was born by mistake, out of my time. In the bay of Benbridge, tall masted ships appeared frozen into that ancient sea. Searching for you the lifetime. We shall never come apart again, now, and we shall not be together. Annabelle, I brought her right hand, her beautiful hand, up to my cheek. Her fingers explored my face in the darkness. By lightning, her face was solemn. I felt the tears falling. I begged her not to cry, and tried clumsily, hopelessly, to explain to her that I couldn't stay long. Instinctively, what the message in the thunder was. It would carry me back over the distance of time. On her hand was a ring. I begged her to give me the ring, and she agreed readily. But I knew that I would never be allowed to carry anything with me on the strangest journey of all. In the gardens close by the spring where the brook overflows and autumn rains, David, stands the Bembridge Oak. It is said that the Norman might get planted at the time of the conquest. On the northern side, not far from the north, the oak is scarred and made of no lamentation there. In it shall I place my ring. No, somewhere safe. Safe. But an oak has 
did for there are axes and men and oaks can be chopped down. This house, somewhere in this house. Yeah? But, but how is it now? How is it Annabelle, I come from another... In my time, this house is still... Still standing. Please, where? In the library, in the magazine room. Before the project fairy. Then I shall sit quick this room. Where? The month's room. Oh, oh, never in all the world is this time so angry. Lightning like day. The thunder's coming. The loudest of all. Goodbye. No. about her, haven't you, old son? Blimey, not worth going back to bed. Let's have some tea and decorate the How would you know about the library? That was pulled down before I ever knew you, wasn't it? Yes, that whole wing went, uh, Oh, when I was a kid. Oh, not... It's gone. Yes, all right. What's up? I'm glad they did pull the place down, actually. Otherwise, it would have had our family heirloom. Hmm? Look, it looks beautiful. Oh, I'd be allowed to wear it in high days and holidays, Mike. Very precious. Dad found it behind the paneling in a sort of cubbyhole covered place. Oh, hey, darling, that cubbyhole. It's where during the persecution of the Catholics, they... Let me see. Yes. Hmm? Quite a few bits and pieces in there, so my dad told me. Letters... It's a rag. All in a box. It's a letters. Hmm. What's the... You're obviously... Where are the letters? Just a minute. I haven't a clue, old son. Morty. Chris, that'll love. Forgive me, but it's important. Have you... I mean, are the letters still... Well, I never saw them. I suppose the old boy heaved them away. I mean, there wasn't anything that... Did. I'll never have the proof because the letters were never found. But I don't require any proof. You might, but I don't care about that. I know what I know, and she wrote to me. Perhaps the next day. And her ring. Her ring was on the hand of Petal Farringford. Her ring from all those years away. I had nothing of her but a memory. A memory more vivid, recalled in flashes of lightning than people I had known in my life. In fact, their faces fade. I can't remember them clearly. I only see her face. My poor dear friends, Petal and Chris, thought I'd taken leave of my senses. Because that Christmas, whilst most of the island people were celebrating, I toured the churchyards of Bembridge and Sandown, Active Bay, and even as far as Ride. I found what I was looking for in the end. My patience was rewarded. It was overgrown, and I had to carefully clean the weathered stone to read. In loving memory of Annabelle, only daughter of the Trevelyans of Bembridge, born April the 15th, 1718, died February the 4th, 1738. Twenty years 
I had loved her a few days before Christmas 1737. She died a little more than a month afterwards. With a broken heart? She wrote words to another who had yet to be born, and yet he had kissed her and sworn his love for her. And I shall keep that love holy. There's no one I can ever love now. Only her memory. I have the painting. Miss Hamilton's gave it to me. I don't look at it often, though. Somehow my memory is purer. The picture's likeness fades. And the face I see when I close my eyes brightens. 